0: It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 1064, and I'm Dr. Neil Molly. Hey there, happy Friday, and welcome to another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your health questions related to fitness, diet and nutrition, and lots more. You send in the questions, and I answer them for you. When I'm not doing this podcast, I'm actually full-time faculty within the California State University system. I've been teaching in higher education for over 12 years now. I've published peer-reviewed research I've presented research at national conferences, and I've been featured in over 70 different media outlets for my expertise on basically all the things I talk about on this podcast. And so I like these Friday Q&As to kind of be myth-busting episodes. If you ever have a question or are confused by some of the health information you've been hearing, definitely ask me, and I won't just give you my opinion. Instead, I'll back up what I say with actual research, because that's what really matters. We need to find out, well, what do the studies show? Not just one study, but what do the majority of studies find? And in fact, in my response to today's question, I'm gonna rely heavily on research. And so with that, let's finally get to today's question as we optimize your life. And today's question came via email. Shell writes, I'm finding that fats are confusing. Please give the latest on whether saturated fat is good or bad for our health. How about polyunsaturated fats? Now, what you weren't able to see is that when Shell wrote the email to me, they included lots of extra punctuation after each sentence, meaning lots and lots of extra question marks. And so thank you first for your question, Shell. And I do sense that there's some frustration based on the tone of your email and the added punctuation you included. But listen, I don't blame you. You're not alone when experts can't decide on whether something is helpful or harmful to our health, it drives the rest of us crazy too. And as health professionals, we look to organizations like the American Heart Association, the American College of Cardiology, the Harvard School of Public Health, and so on for guidance. And sometimes they disagree amongst themselves about whether certain nutrients are helpful or harmful. So I completely understand your frustration, Shell, and you're not alone. A few years ago, Time Magazine had a cover article with the title, Butter is Back! The article was not really all about butter per se. Instead, butter was used as the poster child for all saturated fats. The author of the article used butter as a springboard to discuss the controversy surrounding the consumption of foods high in saturated fat. Now, the aforementioned Harvard School of Public Health quickly published a response with the title, Butter is Not Back! But the reason the Time Magazine article is burned into my memory is because of a personal experience. A relative of mine read the article and afterward was completely convinced that saturated fats were harmless. This is a true story, I promise. After reading this article, he began eating tablespoons of butter as a snack. He obviously took the argument that butter is back quite literally. You're probably thinking, well, you mean he added a tablespoon of butter to his toast as a snack. No. That would be incorrect. He would dive into the butter dish with a large spoon and just eat it plain, right off the spoon. Again, completely true story. I can't make this stuff up. So that's an extreme case where someone saw the headline and took the information quite literally. In case you're wondering what ended up happening to this person after they started this habit, well, eventually, his doctor told him to stop. This is because his routine blood work revealed that his blood triglyceride levels skyrocketed to dangerously high levels. Measuring blood triglycerides is basically a way to gauge the amount of fat in a person's bloodstream. Too much fat, or put another way, too many triglycerides in the blood can increase a person's risk for having a heart attack or a stroke. All right, so I just presented some anecdotal evidence, which isn't the most reliable form of information, but I used it to illustrate a point. For some consuming certain forms of saturated fat like butter may not be the healthiest options. Now, foods besides butter that are high in saturated fat would be red meat, coconut oil, palm oil, whole milk, and anything made from it like whole milk cheeses. Now, to make a more informed decision, like I said, it's best to look at what the science says. Unfortunately, sometimes the food industry can manipulate the science. And I've given the example where the dairy industry influenced the United States Department of Agriculture's recommendations for dairy consumption. It's unfortunate, but this happens. This is also why we can't often rely on just one study or the recommendations of one organization to make an informed decision. So I did some of the legwork for you to try and come up with the best once and for all answer. I tried looking at some of the agencies that aren't supposed to be as biased. One is the Cochrane Review. Another is the previously mentioned American Heart Association and the last is the Harvard School of Public Health. These organizations have looked at lots of studies and provided recommendations based on the results of this research. Here is where they agreed. Reducing the amount of saturated fat you eat can lead to a modest reduction in your risk for developing cardiovascular disease. As I always say, though, if you're reducing something in your diet, you probably need to replace it with something else, otherwise you may feel deprived. Most of these health organizations agree that Replacing foods that are high in saturated fat with those foods that are high in polyunsaturated fats instead may be helpful. What people used to do was, if they were reducing their saturated fat intake, they would increase their simple carbohydrate intake. That's not what you wanna do. Instead, again, replace saturated fats with polyunsaturated fats. So consuming foods that contain high amounts of polyunsaturated fats, like those that are high in omega-3s, like salmon, mackerel, flaxseeds, soy, and walnuts would be a good idea. Now, there are still some unanswered questions. Now, we have to keep in mind, when we eat foods, we don't eat them in isolation. Unless you're my relative, you're probably not eating saturated fat from a spoon. We mostly eat foods in combination as part of a meal or snack. So it's possible that if we eat high-saturated-fat foods in combination with foods high in nutrients, like antioxidants, then maybe we can offset some of the potential harmful effects of the saturated fat we just consumed. So, maybe it's overall diet quality that's most important. That's why I can't say that added sugars are the leading cause of diseases either. We also don't know whether plant sources of saturated fat are as harmful as animal-based ones. For example, what if my family member licked coconut oil off a spoon instead of butter? Would the effect have been the same? Don't know. So here's the bottom line it's probably safe to consume less than 20 grams of saturated fat each day. If you consume any more than that, we may see blood levels of both triglycerides and LDL cholesterol, also known as bad cholesterol, go up. When this happens, the risk for cardiovascular diseases, like heart attacks and strokes, also go up. If someone already has high triglyceride or LDL cholesterol levels, or has a history of cardiovascular disease, it may be best to consume Less than 12 grams of saturated fat each day. I should mention that this means limiting all sources of saturated fat, plant based or not. In the case of my relative, since their triglyceride levels were high, I would advise them to aim for less than 12 grams of saturated fat each day. That means I would discourage snacking on tablespoons of butter or coconut oil. Instead, replacing these sources of saturated fat with foods that are rich in polyunsaturated fats, like fatty fish nuts, and seeds would be the better option. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Thank you again for emailing me your question, Shell. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book. And you can send in your question to Health at oldpodcast.com, or if you want to send in audio questions, that's great too. You can record your question at oldpodcast.com ask, or you can call in your audio question. The number is 61 love All right, that's it for the Friday Q&A show. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening all the way through. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Saturday show, and where your optimal life awaits.